The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Jamison Jensen joins us with trade-offs as we look at the markets today. First and foremost, we had a WASDE report. And as everybody's been predicting, predicting Jamison heading into this report, not a lot of excitement for December numbers. No, no, uh, Susan, it was fairly uh, fairly vanilla. Um, I guess the good thing is it wasn't overly bearish any commodities. Um, pretty much uh, business as usual. The, the Really only the story out of corn is they cut ethanol grind by 50 million bushels so we got a, an extra 50 million bushels in our carry out to 1.781 uh, billion um, the soybeans are left exactly the same nothing doing there and wheat uh, hard bread uh, exports are down a little bit so they upped uh, 30 million bushels to that carry out as well otherwise a pretty uh, plain Jane uh, report this morning uh, both in the US and uh, the world stocks are up slightly but nothing uh, that's going to make the market uh, go one way or the other today was there some thoughts, maybe, though, because harvest has dragged on as long as it has, that we might have seen a little bit of a change, but it just kind of held steady? Yeah, um, in the eyes of the government, uh, yield is going to be uh, unchanged until uh, known one way or the other, I guess. Maybe if there's a little data that they're missing. But uh, all in all, um, still a successful harvest for the, the nation. I know there's pockets out there that are struggling to finish up. But all in all, I think uh, nationally, uh, as that harvest. I know when we look to South America, I know that there was some uh, Brazil's numbers came up just a little bit um, from the USDA's report out this uh, this morning. Yeah, um, their uh, their production went up a little bit. And, and speaking of uh, Brazil and South America, they're um, you know off and running for a, a pretty great growing season so far. I mean, there's uh, obviously a ways to go, but um, the the wet parts are drying out, and the dry parts are uh, forecast to get a decent shower here um, in both uh, Brazil and Argentina, which. Um, we'll go a long way towards uh, towards uh, producing a bean crop here for too long, unfortunately. Yeah, I was just going to say, we're, what, just a few weeks away from some early harvest yeah, starting? Um, yep. Uh, I guess the uh, the experts at B think that Brazil is going to have 10 to 12 million uh, metric tons to export come January, which, you know, really is only two to three weeks away. And um, the big news uh, the last day or two was that uh, the Chinese government might come in and buy maybe five to eight million metric tons from the U.S. is kind of a good faith uh, trade negotiator. But, uh, you know, when you put that into perspective, what Brazil is likely going to have here in a couple of weeks, that uh, sure doesn't seem like a lot. How and when do we see the, the harvest pressures start to affect our prices here in the U.S., especially since all this trade negotiation is not ironed out as of yet? You know, it's, uh, it's hard to say exactly when. I would say that... Um, Historically, if you haven't exported beans in America by late February, it's awfully hard to do so, at least to China. Um, so that would be just a, a good indicator there. One uh, thing that's been kind of interesting, though, um, the uh, Brazilian uh, fob prices or what uh, exporters can buy loaded boats has uh, probably dropped about a dollar um, just in basis the last month, um, which would indicate that there's plenty of beans left over, even though they've had a, a pretty strong exporting uh, season to China. It, uh would indicate that it's not hard to find beans down there. What is the Black Sea region? I want to look at wheat here quickly. Um, what has that done to the competitiveness of, of U.S. wheat? You know, the Russia just seems to be uh, leading the, the charge in uh, export sales kind of weekly. I know there was a lot of chatter maybe a month or two ago about um, whether they'd have to maybe slow that down um, with government policy. But it just seems like they just keep selling wheat. So 
that has made uh, American wheat, especially hard wheat, a little less competitive. And uh, it just seems like uh, owning a, a big elevator in Kansas is the way to go here today, as we just confirmed. You had talked, Jameson, just a, a few moments ago about the government is really still planning on that 1.9 billion bushels to come to uh, purchases from China. That goodwill offering, nothing though has come across concrete as of yet. Yeah, there's uh, there's been no uh, validation, I guess, of sales or of goodwill or of uh, or otherwise. Um, you know, the, the government bean number did not change at all today, as far as a, a carryout is concerned. Um, that's still uh, factoring in a full 1.9 billion export to China. Um, obviously, as uh, time gets ticking, you know that March 1st deadline has been kind of talked about um, between the two countries as kind of a, a drop dead date to either play nice or get more serious. So. Um, the uh, issue there is that March 1st is basically when we would be done exporting beans anyway. So uh, we're not going to have a lot of negotiating leverage if we haven't gotten anything accomplished by then. So how do prices now compare to what we saw a year ago, really bef- when this trade was j- war was just ramping up? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's always kind of fun to see what, you know, uh, everybody's always doing gloom nearby. But um, corn last March was actually uh, 352 day on the 11th and today we're right around 385 384 so we're actually up uh, 30 plus cents there beans obviously not as kind we're down about 75 cents from uh, a year ago today but um you know some of that is obviously trade related but we also have a potentially a billion bushel carryout so it's not like uh, beans necessarily deserve to be uh, screaming higher do you think that we've just had so much of a focus on on china and trade that we've kind of forgotten where we're sitting in this market compared to to year ago and moving forward? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's obviously it's a a Twitter hot topic. It's good for CNBC to kind of talk about uh, (laughs) trade wars and this, that, and the other thing. But at the end of the day, we had a great growing season. Uh, We planted 90 million bushels of beans, or 90 million acres of beans, and and, uh, for the most part, that yielded really well. And, um, you know, when you take take away a large export market, that's going to negatively impact prices obviously who would have thought that we would have such an effect uh, and twitter would have on our daily markets depending on who was doing the tweeting at the time yeah well it's uh it's crazy you know you see world headlines and uh you know hedge funds just fail out of positions or get into positions and and uh two days later they figure out that was the wrong thing to do and they just get out of it and and uh, nobody seems to learn their lesson but um speaking of uh managed money here um just in the last week or so uh the uh the funds have bought about 46,000 contracts and options of beans. Um, so they went from short 65,000 to about 18,000 short, and they're probably been buying here a little bit this week. So look forward to that uh, probably being around uh, even here the next report Monday. Um, corn, same story. They bought about 76,000 uh, positions here the last week. So they went from 22,000 short to long 54,000. Stick around, folks. We've got more of the Fontenelle final bell coming up after this. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Jamison Jensen joins us with Trade Oz. Talk about um, excitement. We've all been waiting in anticipation, Jamison, for this farm bill. Now we've been told we might see a vote as early as Wednesday, but more than likely we're going to see something on Thursday. Was it just a market grain blip when they talked about it, or does this farm bill have a little bit of significance for our grain complex? You know, um, unfor- well, fortunately or unfortunately, it, it doesn't really affect uh, ag policy a whole lot. It's basically a, a replica of, of the previous farm bill. About the only uh, big change uh, that might be just of interest to folks, um, it, it does allow for legalized industrial hemp production. So um, I know a lot of folks have kind of been asking 
questions about when they can get into it or, or um, maybe a way to kind of switch up their rotations or add value to the farm. So that might be uh, something to look into later. Um, and then uh, it, it just kind of increased a little bit of payment for fallow ground. But other than that, really does not touch a lot of farm policy. All right. Before we jump into the some of these other factors in the grain market, I want to talk to you about world weather because we've always kept an eye on what happens in South America. We've talked about what's been happening in Russia. But right now, I think for the first time in a while, it's kind of a, a quiet beneficial outlook on this weather extremely quiet there's there's very little i would say concern um you know obviously a lot of places have a long way to go to to reach harvest but um you know the wet areas of brazil are drying out the drier areas are supposed to get rain same for argentina uh south african corn is is going to be well watered here the next few days and um german wheat uh, is going to get a nice little shot of water here the next uh, day or two and um you know even the the former Soviet union slash russia their uh, their wheat crop that's in the ground now um, has plenty of snow cover on it. So, um, all in all, I would say the uh, the weather environment is very comfortable. You know, obviously that can change, but um, today the forecast would suggest a non-threatening, um, pretty much uh, worldwide. And I know that the talk about we were talking Twitter during the uh, first half of the Fontenelle final bell, and I know that earlier today there was some confirmation from the USDA that we'll see a second round of MFP payments. So for those grain producers out there, there's maybe a, a little silver lining in that Christmas stocking. Yeah, um, you know, that's uh, obviously something you should talk with your FSA agent about, but um, all news is good news on that front, I would say. Um, just to kind of put that in perspective of what tariffs uh, may have done to our bean market this year, um, just this last October, we exported about 205 million bushels of soybeans. Uh, sounds like a big number. It's actually 41% below last year and our lowest in October since 2011. Um, so obviously that was uh, very impactful. Um, corn, however, totally uh, flipped that conversation. They exported 224 million from um, October 1st to the end of the month, which is our second highest October uh, on record. So uh, definitely a tale of two crops. Interesting. As we look at the bullish and bearish factors, let's talk the bullish factors that you're seeing and thinking about in these grain complex. Sure. Uh, let's uh, start with the good news first. Uh, I guess I'd, uh, I'll just start with saying that our carryout today is projected to be $1.781 billion. Uh, that's down from 2.14 this last year, or 360 million bushels. So um, we are kind of chiseling away at our, our surplus um, stocks with just more than anything increased exports and increased uh, consumption here uh, domestically. Um, another good thing to, or something to maybe keep an eye on is right now the uh, USDA is forecasting a 178.9 yield for, for next year, which is about two and a half, two point three 2.3 uh, bushels more than it was this last year. Um, not saying that can't happen, but that's uh, definitely an optimistic number. So if we get any weather uh, snap news down the line next summer, it, it might uh, factor into that quite a bit. Um, as far as maybe devil's advocate on that, Today, you know, last year we uh, planted about 90 million acres of corn, 90 million acres of beans. I know a lot of people are not exactly excited about uh, penciling beans in the day. So, you know, say 5 million acres goes to corn and we do grow that 178 to 179 yield, that's about a billion more bushels. So that kind of um, would weigh heavily uh, without a doubt. So you kind of kind of need to, yeah, you can get uh, a little optimistic that the government's kind of forecasting an aggressive yield. Uh, but just be careful that, uh, you know, with increased acres comes uh, a lot more weather tolerance, I guess, so to speak. Very much so. As we look at the all the factors that have been kind of weighing in on this grain complex, as you talk to producers, especially as they're now maybe finally wrapping up with harvest, they're looking at 2019. What are some key things that you guys at Trados are saying, these things need to be on your list as you look at your marketing practices going into the new year? 
Yeah, Joe, that's a great question. I would say, uh, first and foremost, basis here is definitely backed off the last day or two, at least in the Western Corn Belt. Um, so those guys that are maybe looking at uh, maybe 385 futures as, as a place to, to uh, play ball, maybe you just hedge that in the, in the uh, futures market and kind of carry your way out of uh, a kind of a low and basis environment and get to a more seasonally advantageous, you know, Jan to Feb uh, basis. Um, other than that, uh, $4 July corn, um, I know, yeah, uh, Last year, it seemed like we were throwing a party when we finally got back to $4. So um, if we kind of have that opportunity today, might uh, take a swing there. And really, these corn at $4 um, would be a great place to start if that's your, your worst sale. Uh, I think you'll have a good year. All right, sounds good. Jamison, what's the best way for folks to, to reach you to be able to talk more markets and some marketing planning into 2019? Well, they're welcome to call us here in Lincoln at 402-858-7501. Uh, find us on Facebook at Tradeoffs LLC or... Uh, Twitter at Tradeoffs LLC, and um, we do a morning minute that's uh, kind of educational, quick little fun uh, brain recap every day. All right, that's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.